0: You're listening to Titans of the Trades. I'm your host, Ryan England, author of Hire Better People Faster and creator of the Corfit Hiring System, a proven process to help growing companies attract and retain only the best. I'm on a mission to revolutionize the perception of the trades and elevate it to new heights. After growing up in a blue collar family, my passion for making the trades cool again runs deep. If you're a Titan in the industry and wanna be on my show, stick around until the end and I'll reveal how you can be my next guest.
1: The main thing you've got to remember is is that when you started this business, you gave yourself a lot of freedom to fail. You want to allow your team the same freedom. Now, once you do this, once you step out of the limelight, give them the opportunity to step in, they're going to need you less and less. And so now you're just a cheerleader. You're a cheerleader. You're, you're constantly repainting the vision over and over and over again in their minds and in their hearts and telling them why we're, why we're doing what we're doing. And then you're constantly checking yourself as a leader. Am I somebody worth following? What do I need to change? What's holding me back? Is it my fears? Is it, is it my shortness? Is it my pride? Constantly just being self aware. And as you do that, you're going to find that your company is going to grow and it's going to grow without you. You can go on vacation for a couple of months and come back and it's still doing great and maybe even better than you left it.
0: Another great guest lined up for you today. He is the CEO and founder of Power Selling Pros. They work with your customer service reps, your dispatchers, anybody that's taking care of the client relationship. Help coach them, train them, and just make sure that they're doing Amazing for both your team and your customers. And today we're going to be talking about one of the biggest myths that I think every entrepreneur has had at some point in their business. He is a best selling author of two, now soon to be three books. His new book's coming out, Something to Give, The Journey to Becoming a Leader Worth Following, and just a wealth of knowledge here. Lots of stuff packed into this episode. So make sure you're ready to take some notes. Some great information here for both you and your team. I want to welcome to today's show, Brigham Dickinson. Hey, Brigham, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today.
1: Thanks for having me, Ryan.
0: We got to chat a little bit before we started recording, and I think that our philosophies align on a lot of things. But one thing that I want you to bring up is this myth that so many entrepreneurs have about their people and you've got one that's very near and dear to my heart. Share it with us. What is this myth?
1: Well, it's simple. We believe as a business owners that nobody can do it better than us.
0: Well, it's true, isn't it?
1: No, no. It's not, not true. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Yeah. The hope is that they do it better than you. Yeah. Because you don't want to do this for the rest of your life. Do you? This is it true? Did we really create a job for ourselves? I mean, do we live to work? Is that is that what we're all about? I mean, I think some people have. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> the difficulty there is, as you get old, you get tired, you get grumpy, and then mm-hmm. you realize this isn't what I wanted. And and then next thing you know, you're you're losing it. Yeah, everything you've worked for, everything you've built, you begin to lose it. There certainly is a shelf life to your drive and everything. See, the thing is, is when we're when we first get into this thing called business for ourselves, we're doing it because. We don't want to have to answer to anybody, even though when we have clients, we're answering to people. Yeah. If we want to have a successful business, we're we're going to be answering to people. And then it's just a matter of constantly proving ourselves, prove, Mm. prove. And when you start your own business, oh my gosh, I mean, when I, when I first started my business, I was, I mean, if I wasn't working, I was sleeping. Yeah. Every time I went to an event, in fact, in the beginning, I was at every event I could. You know, you could possibly think of, I was there, right? In fact, there'd be contractors that I worked with who were like, oh my gosh, Brigham, You're everywhere, man. You're at every event. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. The sad side of that is that, you know, my, my oldest, my girls were like, dad, you're never home. Mm-hmm. Five years of my life, I can't get back where everybody paid for that. So why do you want to continue to do that? I mean, that's just yeah. silly. So there's good reasons, right? Good reasons for, for not wanting to do that rest of your life. But there's also important reasons. Whereas you've got a team of individuals that are doing things. And in the beginning, it's, it's as if they're watching your every move, like, okay, when's the hero going to step in and fix this one? Mm -hmm. When's the hero going to step in and fix that one? And it kind of gives you that, you know, nice little dopamine drip drip because you're, yeah, I'm the hero. I go in and I save the day and I fix everything. Well, the problem with that, the problem with that is that it's going to exhaust you. And as soon as you're done making enough money, you're going to find yourself getting more and more lazy. You're gonna have less and less drive and the company's gonna hurt because of it. Once you start making your million, right? You're writing yourself a check for 100 a hundred grand a month or what have you, your drive isn't what it used to be. Why? Because the thing that got you into this in the first place isn't necessarily a driver anymore. I'll give you a quick example of that. Mm-hmm. When I first had this idea to start a business called Power Selling Pros, I did it because my youngest son, who's now 15, he, he has autism. Nonverbal, still nonverbal to this day, but we caught it when he was 18 months old. We went to this place called Autism Journeys. And the gal there, she was great. She was super nice. And she said, you know, you're lucky because you caught it early. You, you might be able to give him a chance in normal life. All he needs is ABA therapy and speech therapy and this therapy and that therapy and all for the low price of $3,500 a month. Now I realized in that moment, there's no job that's going to pay me enough to keep a roof over our heads, food on the table and pay for my son's autism. Mm-hmm. So I had to do this thing that I wanted to do, but never had the motivation. You see that drive that's there? Yeah. Boom. Okay. I need money, right? I need to give my son a chance, a normal life. And this is better. This business idea is better than me robbing a bank. Yeah. And so that drive was there until, well, the business grew, right? It's doing really well. And you know, it's great. The sad thing is, is with business, you're either growing or you're not. You're either growing or you're going down. There's no way to keep it even Kill. You're either 10% better or 10% less. It's never same every year. I mean, if yeah. if somebody can do that, please tell me how, right? That's crazy. <laughs> what happens is is that you don't have as much drive as you used to, and yet you've got a team of people who are relying on you. Well, the goal is to get them to rely on themselves. The goal is to step out of the limelight and give them the opportunity to step into the limelight. Everybody says, hey, you should work on your business and not in it. And they, they don't teach you how. and. Mm. Uh, this is, of course, why I wrote, wrote my third book, Something to Give. Coming out September 19th. You can pre-order it now by going to BrighamDickinson.com and just click on the button to get it. It'll come out September 19th. So that's why I wrote the book.
0: Awesome. Yeah. You know, and you were talking about how these owners, you know, once they get to that $100,000 a month, then they kind of get lazy. They're not quite sure where they fit in and everything else. And I will tell you, I know a lot of guys that never even get there. And they Mm. just keep grinding it out and grinding it out thinking, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go into business because it's going to give me more time. It's going to give me more money. It's going to give me these freedoms that I want. They never get there because they can't let go. They're white knuckling everything the entire way. One of the reasons that I started my business and got into this is because I believe that the number one way to get out of that cycle where you create for yourself this endless job is to start pouring into your people and start hiring great people that actually care more than you do. So. I'm a hundred percent on board with what you said that these people are going to care. You're going to make it so they rely on themselves, not relying on you. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to an entrepreneur and he's like, I'm ready to exit the business. And I'm like, great. He's like, but I can't get a valuation over a couple hundred grand because I am the business. Mm and they just, they're buying a list. They're buying assets at that point. And he's like, I need more than that. And I was like, well, it's going to take some time. How much time you have? And a lot of these guys, they get there, they wake up in their mid sixties and they say, I'm ready to sell. And they got nothing to sell because they never stopped relying on themselves and started relying on their people.
1: Wow. Well, we need to help them with that. Absolutely. (laughs) Let me um, give these guys that can relate to this, right? That are tuning in right now in this moment. If you, do, if you don't mind, let me just give them a few things that they can do. It's all yours. Even before they get the book. Does that sound all right? Yeah. Okay. So you know that vision thing that everybody talks about? You know, you got to have a vision. Okay, what's that vision? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a vision consists of three things. And, and, and guess what? You've got to have it. You have to have it because your team, each one of your employees needs to know why they're doing what they're doing. And they need to absolutely believe in that thing that they're doing. And that obviously that thing that they're doing needs to be bigger than anybody else. It's got to be more than a box you put in the backyard or on the roof or, or, or what have you. You look at a company such as, uh, oh, I don't know, Amazon or Zappos, they don't believe they're delivering shoes. They believe they're delivering happiness and they drink that Kool-Aid. So if you can do that for shoes, guess what? We can do it for a product that is, in some cases, extremely vital. If it's really hot outside or really cold outside, I mean, people actually die when it's too cold. They yeah. die when it's too hot. Mm-hmm. And so we we should be able to have some sort of something that's bigger than any one individual. So they need to believe in that. And they also need to believe in you as an individual. In order for you to be a leader, you've got to have followers. And so you've got to take a look in the mirror and ask yourself, how good of a leader are you? Are you somebody that's worth following? Do you want anybody following you? They need both those things. They need to believe in what they're doing and they need to believe in you as a leader. So you've got to be working on those things. And so as far as vision goes, you've got to have a purpose, you've got to have a reason why you're in business, you've got to have a tangible goal, a specific mission that you can achieve in three years or less, and you got to have a set of core values. And the cool thing about PowerSelling Pros is we have a set of core values built in, and the same set of core values that are permeated throughout all three of my books as well as everything that we teach. It just got to the point where I realized that contractors likely were not going to create their own set of core values. And that's fine. Use ours until you figure out your own. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's what a vision consists of, purpose, mission, and a set of core values. So you have to have that in place. That way you have a team that feels good about you and they feel good about what they're doing. And then after that, you want to just meet them where they are. Ask them, sit down with them one-on-one, right? If they're If they work in the office, meet them in the office one-on-one and say, hey, where do you see yourself with this company in three years? Because guess what? Sometimes they'll say, I don't see myself with this company in three years. And what an amazing opportunity that is to resell them and find out what their vision is and then try and map out their visions to also fit your vision. You know, get aligned, get on the same page and maybe you can keep them a little bit longer. And that's the goal is to keep them as long as you you can, especially if they're super talented. You might need to do some ride-alongs with uh, technicians and comfort advisors, why? Because you want to meet them where they are, where they feel most comfortable, and then ask them the same question. Hey, where do you plan on being in the next three years, right? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? Let's find out. And then what we'll do is we'll find out exactly where they want to go. Okay, now that we realize what every member on our team, where they want to go, right? What they want to do with their lives. Then you sit down and write down everything you do on a day-to-day basis. And then put each one of those to-do items on a sticky and then throw it on your, on your wall in the office. And do not let that sticky off the wall until you've delegated it to somebody, okay? Now, I will allow you to pick one sticky off of that wall and keep it, that's yours, okay, you can do that. But all the rest, your goal is to delegate. Now, usually when I tell people to do that, they take like three to five off the wall. But that's fine. Three to five is, is great. If you gave right? them three, to three to
0: five, five take 10 to 12. That's You, why you got, got it. See,
1: hey, we've, you've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> so once you do that, uh, then you begin to delegate each of these items off. Now, the, the main thing you've got to remember is, is that when you started this business, you gave yourself a lot of freedom to fail. You want to allow your team the same freedom. Now, once you do this, once you step out of the limelight, give them the opportunity to step in, they're going to need you less and less. And so now you're just a cheerleader. You're a cheerleader. You're, you're constantly repainting the vision over and over and over again in their minds and in their hearts and telling them why we're, why we're doing what we're doing. And then you're constantly checking yourself as a leader. Am I somebody worth following? What do I need to change? What's holding me back? Is it my fears? Is it, is it my shortness? Is it my pride? constantly just being self-aware. And as you do that, you're going to find that your company is going to grow and it's going to grow without you. You can go on vacation for a couple of months and come back and it's still doing great and maybe even better than you left it. And that's how you do it. It's that simple. Three easy steps. <laughs> it only took me 15 years to figure it out, but here's the crazy thing. <laughs> here's what's crazy. I, 18 months ago, I bought a company called athlecare It's a post-workout recovery company. So As soon as you're done with your workout, you go in and you get your body worked on and you get stretched out and compression boots and scraping, cupping, whole nine yards, right? Well, uh, I bought this company, went in and immediately started fast forwarding all the things that I learned over 15 years. And I was able to essentially build the same process where a company works by itself in 18 months as opposed to 15 years. So the second time around, once once I figured out what to do, it was a whole lot easier for me. Yeah. You no, know, I'm not going to be the guy massaging somebody's sore ankle. Not happening, right? I actually did it for me. So like, like when I'm done with my workout, you can take care of me. Sure. And now we've got, now we've got two locations. Wow. And it's running by itself. Wow. So it works. It really does. It's just a matter of uh, transitioning your mindset from, I've got to prove myself, which is what you do in the, in the beginning to actually you've got to give of yourself. You've got to give of yourself to your team, to your people and teach them up, coach them up yeah, and let them take the lead. You know, they have ambitions, they have desires, they they want to go places, they want to grow and you have the opportunity to give them that inside your organization.
0: It's amazing how much you can accomplish by just investing in the person and not in the job. Yes. And that's what I heard you say is you go on that right along, and you talk about where they want to be in, in three years and and I would guess that they, they might say, Hey, I want to start a nonprofit or I want to go back to school or I want to do this and, and you'd be there to support them. And if they tell you, Hey, I'm not going to be here in three years. I can just picture having that conversation of great. How do we make this the next, the next three years? How do we make this the best three years for you? You get the best yeah. out of them over the next three years. They're going to leave anyways. And you know what? Totally right. If you pour into them over the next three years, they might go, Hey, I don't think there's another company on the planet that's going to invest in me like this. I ain't
1: going anywhere. Ding, ding, ding. Or they go and they come back three months later realizing that. Yeah. And that happens to me. That's happened to me more than once mm. where they come back.
0: That's so awesome. And it doesn't sound like this is anything hard to
1: do. Well, it's simple to understand. What's hard is letting go. Mm. Letting go and let, let, them, let them do it. Let them do it. Give them the same freedom to fail that you've, been, that you've given yourself and, they're going to learn a whole lot faster because you're there coaching them every step of the way. Mm. You see, you didn't have you. Yeah. And if you're really that good, you should be good enough to teach somebody else how to do what you do.
0: And I think that's a key part right there too, is, is making sure that you get this stuff out of your head. And so you can give it to other people. This is my opinion. I think the reason that this myth exists, that no one's going to care, no one's going to do it as well as me is because I don't teach them how to do it the way I want it done. So yeah, I say, here's what I want. Go figure it out. Instead of sitting down and saying, no, here's how we would do this. Here's what the process looks like. Here's the step-by-step how I want it done. And when you do it this way, you're going to get the results I want every single time. We don't take the time to share that with our people. And that's where the challenge
1: comes in. Exactly. Because we're so busy working in it, we can't work on them. Yeah.
0: Wow. So I wrote down some things here. I mean, this vision is three things. It was purpose, mission, and vision. That was the three things giving them that why, something to believe in, something bigger than themselves, and then actually becoming the leader that they want to follow. I heard that as well.
1: Yeah, they need to believe in you.
0: That seems like a heavy lift is becoming that leader they want to follow. You got got any uh, recommendations or maybe one little, two little tips that you could share that would help us with that, becoming a better leader?
1: It is absolutely about self-awareness, recognizing within yourself things that need to change. Here's what I'm going to say. When people hear the word meekness, what they hear is weakness, and it's crazy that society has taken on that definition for meekness because it's just not true. Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Jesus Christ, all meek, mm-hmm. all leaders. Yeah, And you don't want to confuse meekness with humility. Humility is kind of an internal thing. You know, it's, it's, it's about you, whereas meekness is how you approach others. And so here's what I mean by that. When somebody gives you feedback, it could be a spouse, it could be your child, it could be your employees, it could be a neighbor. When somebody gives you feedback, the first thing you want to do is ask yourself if there's any part of that that is true. That is meekness. Mm. Okay, so when you do that, you are exercising meekness. And that's step one. Step two, if there is anything, any shred of truth in reference to the feedback that you were given, the first thing you need to do is take responsibility. And then approach that individual and say, Hey, I agree with you. All right. There, there have been some circumstances where X and X happened, and I behaved this way. And you're right. I was wrong. Yeah. When you do this for your team, what you're doing is you're essentially showing them by your example, by your own meekness, that you can take responsibility for your actions. And when you do that by example, you will show them a leader worth following.
0: So much knowledge and just guidance in that. And I love the examples that you gave and you're right. You know, the first time you said meekness, I heard weakness until you said it again. Mm-hmm. I think that's just, they, they sound so close, but that's where our, our mind goes. And, and I, I've heard teachings on this before about meek does not mean weak. That's right. Like first, whatever reason, that's the the reference that we get for either through culture, society, you know, whatever it is. It's just that, that element of just submitting to the truth and the responsibility and everything else. And that's, that's so powerful. That's some great stuff. One last question before we wrap up. If I'm that leader or if I've struggled to be that leader that people give me that feedback, what's something I can do to start getting it? Because I know a lot of people that are like, I just wish people would tell me how they feel or what's going on. I'm like, they're scared to death of you <laughs> because of what you did to Jimmy last time he yeah. spoke up. How do you make that transition?
1: Well, it's not easy to do, but, but the more you show an ability to take responsibility, the easier it's going to be for people to give you feedback. And you know what, Ryan, I'm not above reproach. You know, I've, I've got things that I need to continue to fix. The first step is to recognize where you went wrong. If you could do that, right, my bad, this happened, my bad. It'll change everything. It'll change everything with your team. Little by little, you'll gain more and more trust and they'll share more and more with you. And look, it's a process, right? It's a journey. It's a journey. And you just got to recognize the journey for what it is and keep taking responsibility because I promise the more you do that, the more your team will respect you.
0: Yeah, it didn't get broken overnight. It's not going to get fixed overnight.
1: That's right. That's right. (laughs) Got it.
0: Well, hey, Brigham, this was was amazing. You got the book coming out, BrighamDickinson.com. That's right. And Power Selling Pros is the company. That's actually how we met is through that company. If people want to learn more, how can they learn more about Power Selling Pros and being able to have someone actually coach and guide their team using these same principles, being able to leverage your expertise and be able to do that?
1: I'm glad you asked. You see, when we go to events, contractors learn a ton of things that they have to do at those events. And they've got a list, right? A mile long all the stuff that they've got to do. Stuff that they'll never do, yeah. right? And we know that, which is why our objective with PowerSelling Pros is to actually take a vital responsibility off your plate. And that vital responsibility is is that we've got to make sure that your technician and your comfort advisor, your representative that's going out to the customer's home is the only one, the only company going out to the home. So in other words, you're 911 and there's no 912. Help us on the way. Okay, the last thing you want is to put your technician or your comfort advisor in a situation where they are one of many bids, where they are simply a number. And so your objective, your goal is to make sure you're the only one that goes out to that home. And what we do is we teach your call center, we coach them one-on-one twice a month using their own phone calls. We've been doing this for the last 15 years. We have over 1,000 trainees in our program. And the one thing that we can take off your plate is that right there, that we'll make sure that your team is trained enough and held accountable to a point where you are the only one, your technician is the only one going out to the customer's home. Your comfort advisor is the only one that is uh, taking care of that customer. If you can do that, it's going to change everything for you. It's going to change everything. We'll do it for you. We're going to actually take it off your plate. You don't have to worry about it anymore. So if you know your call center needs the coaching on a regular basis, we're the ones to work with. Just go to powerslingpros.com.
0: And I'll say this. It's, it's not the easiest thing to find on the website, although it's it's right there in the navigation get training samples you guys have a bunch of sample trainings that you can download it's in the header it's in the footer go check that out it's a great resource i've seen some of these clips that they have you get to see brigham doing some training There's some amazing stuff up there. So make sure you check out those free samples and reach out to the team over at Power Selling Pros. They are top-notch in the industry. I don't know anybody that does it better. And one of the ways I found out about these guys was what I heard from clients. Have you heard about these Power Selling Pros? Like it was just word of mouth. Great results, great company, great message, Brigham. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing your knowledge.
1: My pleasure, thank you.
0: Brian England here. Thank you so much for listening to Titans of the Trades. If you're a Titan in the construction, manufacturing, or skilled trades industry and would like to be a guest on my show, please visit podcast.corematters.com. If you found value in this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and share it with a friend or post it on social. And if you know someone that would be a great guest... Tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Titans of the Trades. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, click the subscribe button. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and get me one step closer to solving the labor crisis facing the industry. Want to know more about how we're doing that? Go to our website or follow me on LinkedIn.